Hello and welcome to Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast, where we give powers to a name currently recording in the worst heat wave in British history, which is, is always there? the most recent one. As of yeah. like 70 years. Mm. It's also a very British of us to exclusively start our podcast most days with talk of the weather. Yes. Of course. We're well, really keeping well, in... Um, yeah, with our British roots and yeah. whatnot. That's that's part of the joy. You get some creativity, a little bit of weather banter. We slap down some Marvel and DC stuff. It's all fantastic. We here. haven't made like a weather wizard type hero yet, have we? No, we hmm. haven't. Maybe. Shall, shall we keep maybe, that in mind for today? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Let's see if we can't rope our favourite uh, conversational topics into it. <laughs> Speaking of which, one of my favourite conversational topics is talk of the comics medium than, uh, itself and what the heck is going on with your guys' reading lists? What are you been reading? That's a good question. One that I feel like Josh should answer first. Ah, okay. I'll come in. What's that? Um, well, first off, my reading list is as ever frenetic and half-read. Um, but what I have been reading this week is... Well, after last week, we were talking... There's a lot of animal talk. Mm. And then also, mm-hmm. combine that with the fact that it's really hot, I feel like reading something quite animally and quite cool hello it will kind of make sense eventually um so today uh, oh not today this week um i've been reading black sad by juan diaz canales and juan hyo guanido that's a good one it's very good it's very good um i'm almost ashamed that it's taken us this long to recommend it in some form sometimes you look at your classics and you're like i don't need to recommend that everyone's read that yeah that that's a big thing like Everyone must have heard of Black Sad in the entire world, right? But actually, no, you're no. wrong. So go, Josh, go forth and recommend. So we need to spread the good word of Black Sad, which is a noir series about anthropomorphic... Is that the right word for it? Yes. Yes. Anthropomorphic characters, animals. Um, <laughs> it's very Disney-esque in terms of its character design, which is, I believe, um, Guanido worked on... Um, some Disney stuff in the past? I believe so, yeah. I'm not sure Me? which, but yeah. Yes. Um, but anyway, what I've been reading this this week is the first kind of big bulky volume they released, which is um, three three stories. There is Somewhere Within the Shadows, um, Red Soul, and my personal favourite, which is Arctic Nation. I'm pretty sure <laughs> everyone jumps to Arctic Nation if they're thinking of Black Sad Wolf. What's um, Arctic Nation, Josh? It's a story about racism within the animal community to do with a lot of white animals such as polar bears uh i think it's mongoose there's a lot of like stoat looking little animals in there um and a lot of yeah racially motivated crime Mm. and it is rough considering um black side himself is a black cat ah but not entirely black Mm. has a has a little uh white white snout which i believe is actually well not i do believe it is a point of contention in part of the story. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, Black Sad is amazing. Um, mm. No, I shouldn't say amazing. I should be saying just good. Because um, <laughs> I feel as though I haven't said that in a while. Um, yeah, it's been a bit. Like, all of the art is so, like, rich. And it's, like, every panel is just chock full of stuff. And mm. it's it's just so good. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's really rooted down in those kind of noir themes and it puts them off so perfectly. Um, if I had to say one thing, it's that sometimes if a female character is... <laughs> <laughs> if, if it, like, 
everyone is like if you'll see an anteater it's an anteater in a suit if it's black sad he's a cat in a suit when it comes to the women they're kind of these weird i've never seen an animal like the main character females in black sad they're basically like uh, a lady if they had cat ears and a tail no 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 they are a very sexy lady with cat ears and a tail if they're played if they're played for comedy then it'll be like oh it's an elderly bison woman but like, if they're kind of like a main femme fatale kind of character, then they get this kind of weird amalgamation of animals and sexy pieces. Yeah. Um, so that's the only like, what what is this? Um, they are, I will side. add though that it doesn't conflate with the writing. Like they are very well written as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's a plus. Yeah. It's more of a it's more of a comedy thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, mm. <laughs> oh, but black black sense real good. I know yeah. I know you like it, Jane. Uh, one last mm. thing is that. The really cool thing about it is that each animal really is well reflected in terms of the animal they are and the kind of personality that they do have, if you get mm. me. But yeah, I get you. Black Sad, superb. There's loads of little other volumes. They've got a Silent Hell, um, which is about, um, I think it's about Mardi Gras, and Amarillo, which is basically Black Sad in a yellow car driving around. It's really good. Mm. What a treat. Thank you, Josh. Now, I got very scared when you're like, Oh, we've been talking a lot about animals recently, and I I, I started sweating because I've been reading I've been reading a little book called Animal Man. <laughs> oh boy! And it's Animal Man. It's Grant Morrison's Animal Man. Ooh. It's Ooh. it's a good one. So of course, writing is by Grant Morrison. The art is by Chris Trong and Doug Hazelwood. Letterer uh, John Costanza and colors by Tatiana Wood. And it is such a a peculiar. But very, very good comic when it comes to the typical superhero thing. Animal Man, of course, being... uh, He's a DC superhero now, isn't he? Mm, Yes. So, uh, in case you didn't get it the last few times we recommended an Animal Man thing, (laughs) uh, he gains his superpowers from surrounding animals and he can take characteristics from them. For example, if there's birds in the sky, he can fly by using their abilities to fly. If there's a gorilla nearby, he can gain their strength by quote-unquote absorbing that uh, characteristic from them. Or there's a more weird one, I seem to remember during that run in particular, where I think, does he lose an arm and he takes on the ability of a worm to regrow his arm? Mm. Which is so goofy and animal man. (laughs) I love it. I think that's one of the the standout things in this comic. Sort of, you got that goofiness, but at the same time, like, Grant Morrison's text boxes and, and prose alongside of it like create this this sort of very uh, juicy atmosphere to it. It's like you're watching like a cartoon made for adults almost, but not like a shitty family guy thing. But uh, one of my favorite stories in it, of course, is the Coyote Gospel. Oh yeah, that that, that reaction right there should should be enough to communicate how good that story is. Where it's basically what if Wiley Coyote was real. And where did he come from? And what's he doing? And why is he why is he here? And how does he keep on surviving all of those poor attempts of trying to stop Roadrunner? <laughs> Which is just the saddest thing you'll read in a superhero comic. <laughs> oh my goodness! But it, it it's all very meta, oh especially later on. I know I've only read this first chunky book of mine, but uh, Josh, I know you've read on a little bit more. And um, gets... I've got a really good omnibus which mm. collects all of Morrison's run and. It, Shit gets wild. I feel as I don't. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it because it is such a ridiculous thing. But I feel as though a lot of people probably know or should know about how like meta it does get. This was actually mm. one of the, this was one of the first comics I actually read. 
because you actually lent me that volume, Dean. Oh, really? Oh my, this is a little flip-flop here. Instead of uh, a comic that you forced me <laughs> to read, is one that I forced you... Oh, yes! I'm, I'm taking that small victory. It sounds so um, aggressively just like shoveling comics down each other's throats. Like, enjoy this! Yeah. Welcome to the community. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if, if you want something like a little bit more interesting and perhaps a little bit more thought-provoking in your superhero comic, uh, pick up Animal Man. Uh, and of course, the art is done in that wonderful, pulpy... Um, 60s, uh, 70s style. It's very, it's very much com- of its age. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the. I haven't read it yet, and I have been meaning to, so I, I will, now that you've both kind of harped do, on about do it. Do you need but... me to courier the entire omnibus over to you next no, time? No, no, no. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm I'm more keen to read this one, though, because what neither of you have mentioned is that, yes, it's it's done in that 60, uh, 60s pulpy style, but um, what happens to a lot of Marvel and DC stuff from that era is that it's printed with new um, technology, mm. but not reformatted to look like it used to look on like newsprint and stuff. Mm. But this one is printed on like matte paper, and the colors are nice and muted. It just—it's so well designed as like a collection as well. It is. It really yeah. is. It's a good piece. Mm. Speaking it's a very of good piece. well-designed books, oh. uh, Jay, you've, you've segued onto yourself. Yes. <laughs> Um, so I've been reading, uh, it's actually a webcomic, but I have all the printed collections as well. Mm. Uh, it's Hemlock by Jocelyn Fenton. Ooh. Yes. So this is a comic set in, uh, 19th century Scandinavia about a witch named Lumi who lives and travels around in her giant snail friend who's called Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's delightful. Um, but it has quite grim undertones. Um, I mean, it's a story about a Scandinavian witch. It's going to have some grim stuff in it. Oh, yes. Um, so one day she's out looking for a new familiar, and a studious boy named Tristan falls off his horse in front of her and dies. Um. Yeah, oh. and uh, his soul ends up taking the vessel of a frog that she'd been preparing to be her new familiar. Oh. Yeah, oh. so he just kind of has to ditch his old life. <laughs> But it's it's quite nice actually because it had started quite grim for both of them. They were both lonely, and they strike up this friendship. Hmm. Um, and as I mentioned, it's very stylishly designed. Tell them about the juicy inks. Yes, uh, yeah, that's literally the next line in my notes. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, the line work. The best way I can describe it is like crisp and sharp. So. It's really thick and it has lovely kind of variants of line, but everything ends in a lovely sharp point. So like Mm. the tips of fingers to noses to even like the spindly strands of their hair. Um, And it's done in black and white. So screen tone isn't like just pasted everywhere. It's just used really carefully and only applied when, you know, really necessary to emphasize something. And how important is that for a comic to really... It's so important. Like, I mean... (laughs) When when we talk about like how important color design f- is for our like how much comics appeal to us, I'm also mm. applying that to like black and white. You have to think about just how you apply color, even when the only two colors are black and white. It's very important. Mm. Do I know I know what you mean. Yeah, Hemlock's got that down, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Jocelyn is um, she is mainly a comic artist, but she's also an animator, so she also has a lot of kind of great expressions and character design like they're really unique character designs um that that sharp quality really stands out Mm. um and you know the storytelling is ruddy mysterious as well like all the motivations (laughs) of the characters are really intriguing and it just keeps Mm. you reading excellent oh well three very good comics 
each with an animal theme mm. as well. We got a. F- but that was uh, unintentional, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, we got a, a frog familiar. We have a, uh, a a man made of animals and animal people. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Now, this is also very very interesting because of the generator for this week. So I know you're all big big sports fans. <laughs> the biggest sports fans and. Being the big sports fans as you are, you know that uh, May 4th and the 5th is the Kentucky Derby. Of course. You know the Kentucky Derby, right? I guess. All that that junk? I'm not the gambling type. You're not? You're not? Well, look, if if we spend money on gambling, how can we buy all of our comics? Exactly. Smart man right here. Mm. Well, I'm going to gamble on this generator. It's horses, and it's not... See, I, I I built up the Kentucky Derby, but honestly, I looked up the names for the horses in the Kentucky Derby, and there's a lot of a lot of boring horses. Like, America, step up your horse naming game. Por favor. It's not great. What was great was the name of all the horses in the Grand National, the 2018 Grand National. Now, I don't know if any of you took a little tipple on that. Nope. I, f- I, forgot it, I forgot it was on this week. Oh, well, not this week. I thought it was on. Yeah, gambling isn't my thing. <laughs> it was It was on a few weeks ago, but I kind of forgot. And now we're here. It's the Kentucky Derby. Cool. But I'm going to use the Grand National names. Wow, let's move on then. Okay, so we've got some, some Corker names here. Of course, being British horse names, they are named extremely well. <laughs> um, oh, there's some good ones. I like, I like the idea of Double Ross. If we get Double Ross, we're going to have uh, possibly the greatest episode we've ever had. Okay. Already, it's it's a villain based around David Schwimmer's character from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, there's there's some other ones. Ple- Pleasant Company. I just know. I think I just know will make a really good superhero, actually. All right. <sighs> Gas Line Boy. Don't, oh, please my don't, goodness. don't use any more. There's, there's only like 30 horses in the Grand National. <laughs> there's, in fact... 40 horses in the Grand oh, National. okay. Josh, if you would. Um, 30. Uh, 30. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, Josh. Yes. You did it. <laughs> Our superhero today is Lord Windermere. <laughs> oh. Okay. Which plays directly oh. into the weather. Yes. <laughs> we did it. We, we did we, it. We're well going to have a good everyone. one. T- t- take a bow, everyone. Oh, here, here, listen for the bow. There it is. That was Beautiful. You heard, I heard a, it. a slight shift in the wind, which meant that I was <laughs> moving forward. Uh, just to give you some information about the horse, uh, won the Cheltenham Gold Cup in 2013-14 and pulled up in this race the following season. Oh. Took to the course better uh, when finishing 7th in this race last year and a £1 lower mark, though fell at the Beaches Chase on his return in December. Others look more persuasive. I forget that there's some deep-ass language when it comes to horse racing. Um, they ran real fast. Good job, horses. They ran fast. The ground was soft. They neighed. He didn't fall over and break a leg. Cool? So. Oh, mm-hmm. and their jockey was A.E. Lynch. And they're 12 years old. Isn't that cool? <laughs> what? The horse is 12 years old, oh. not, not A.E. Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> But there, there are still some bangers if we need to return to this list for a uh, oh, I'm, side character name. I'm, I'm not going to waste this opportunity at all, Dean. 
I'm going to be... I'm sorry, Jade, but this might be a floating head scenario. Oh, boy. Go for it. <laughs> so, Josh, Lord Windermere, uh, you get first shots over the bow. You seem pretty into it. Uh, I'm, I'm into it, but I also kind of wish we had I Just Know. Um, I'm, I'm just thinking so much about that one now. There's uh, one on the top of the list at the moment called Chase the Spud. <laughs> These are all so good. I know, right? Oh. Um, we're gonna have. To, are we gonna have to go down the windy section? Of we don't the weather? have to necessarily. Well, wind, wind can uh, be a lot of different things. There's, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah there's. <laughs> we're not doing a farting hero. <laughs> Sorry, <I'm, laughs> it appealed to the kiddies. <laughs> Listen, we had a baby superhero. That will appeal to the kiddies. No, it won't. <laughs> that baby was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but Windermere. Wind could be, it could be like gusts of wind. It could be tornadoes. It could be hurricanes. One it thing could be... I'd point out is that the word mere has kind of a dampening effect on the power, perhaps. What is a mere? You know, like it was mere child's play. So it's like. Oh, belittling. Hmm. Okay. It was Windermere. Um, oh, that's a. I'm, you got something? Yeah, I think so. It's like, could it, uh, like the whole wind and mirror bit, something to do with like it's how easy it is for them to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. You know, it's like, oh, it was an absolute breeze. Yeah. It was oh. child's play, like the mirror thing. So I'm not even sure yeah. if we should go down like a weather route, and it should be more of a that this hero just has either incredible luck or finds it so easy to do whatever they like they almost like need to see it once and then they can do it mm. again you just want to do i i know don't you that was <laughs> i the- just oh, god yeah that's, that's, just- <laughs> that's cool. it wasn't intentional but i guess i do like this though like it's it's that emma frost effect of their name signaling one type of power but actually it has nothing to do with ice yeah I hate that so I've much. I've fallen into that <laughs> trap many a time. As a host on a podcast all about making superheroes directly from a name, it annoys me greatly <laughs> that you would bend that off. Cool, let's do it this week then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, we don't want to step on the toes of our last wind-based breezy heroes. Mm. The breezes. Oh, yeah. We don't want to, we've, we've kind of already done that kind of... Like, if it was any other kind of weather, we probably would have been fine. But we literally had seven superheroes that were all based around the wind. So the only... I think the only weather-related thing to this hero is that people kind of make weather-related statements about them. Like, you know, like, they breezed in. Um, and Well, well, see, one idea I had was that they... Uh, in, a, in a fight, let's say uh, your typical one-on-one fight with, with a thug, they go to punch them but they wouldn't even contact uh with the face it would just be like mm. the breeze off their fists just like pushing them away yeah like it's not it's not even a thing for them like they they'd go for the counter and they just like throw their arm out and th- that breeze would be somehow enough just to push them away like oh whatever that kind of thing just like really half-hearted in a in a fist fight is it maybe not wind then, but perhaps like pressure and people are mistaking it for wind? That'd be, see, mm. if it was pressure, then that could be used to uh, manipulate the weather as well. You know, bouts of high pressure and low pressure causing sunny and stormy weather. 
But maybe this is a hero who doesn't do that, even though they have like really out there capabilities because everything oh, is so <laughs> easy for them. So they're just like, nah, I'll put in the minimal effort because I know I can fix it that easily. What an absolute dickhead. And like, so like kids are like, come on, do, do the rain thing. We've seen you do it before. Summon lightning. And they're just like, nah. And they look at their <laughs> nails and just like, no, I don't have time. Well, for of that. course, they're a lord. That would, that would mean effort. They, they, they just glide off. Yeah. <laughs> they create a small high pressure system below their feet and just like trundle Shoot off. off. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, they don't even do that. They don't use powers to travel because they're just like, nope, snap their fingers and like a car appears and they just get in. <laughs> it's got tinted windows. Is this part of the Lord persona then? Yes, yeah. So they're a hero, but they exert minimal effort. Of course. They're too, they're, they're too high up for this. They're too important to be uh causing any big weather changes if listen they are rich enough to just wait for the weather to change if they want to go for a a a match of tennis they'll use their own indoor tennis court Mm -hmm. if they want to go for a swim they'll use their own indoor swimming pool they won't deal with you know tedious crime not none of this stopping a bank robbery bullshit they will only deal with like the most high profile of things Hmm. And make it look like, again, child's play because everything's easy for them. Because they are Lord Windermere. Mm. It could be it could be as simple as like, say there's like a museum heist and there's like the most expensive diamond around. I'm not sure if this is, I'm trying to make it as high profile as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they've got all like the lasers like dotted around the room yeah. to stop people from getting in. And this criminal has got pretty close to it. Lord Windermere just pops themselves down. They just immediately just swap their hand back. And the pressure caused by it just causes the criminal to fall straight into the lasers and they get caught. Simple. No, no effort. Real simple. Okay. I, th- I think this is a nice core for this character, though. Mm-hmm. A, a very uppity buppity superhero that just wants to exert the minimal, minimal amount of effort out of a sense of arrogance. Yeah. But why are they being a superhero then? This is great, but why are they even doing these these things Hmm, that's a good question because i i envisioned maybe like they have a sort of not not exactly this but they have you know the red telephone that with the light on top that that (laughs) flashes whenever there's a major crime and they're like oh fine i guess i'll deal with this it would be one of those old-timey phones that has like the proper ornate um receiver yeah yeah like Mm -hmm. Maybe even one of those really old-timey phones that has, like, the separate things where the, the talky bit's <laughs> on the phone and the, the, the earpiece, you have to sort of bring it out. Because those phones are really cool and I wanted one as a kid. Okay, so our character has this now. Um, yep. But that's what I was envisioning. So, like, there has to be a reason that they obey whoever's telling them to do this. Could, could it be that arrogance in some form? Do you think? Yeah... Like, Maybe, like, yeah, playing on the pride of them. Mm. Oh, please, Lord Gr- Windermere, our most expensive diamonds being stolen from the museum. Oh, that that is quite a shame, isn't it? That is quite a shame. Yeah, and I heard that uh, there was only one person that could do it. Um, yeah, maybe I could go ahead and do it. Well, if you don't, I guess we'll call someone else in. Some other very expertly skilled superhero there has to be another like rival hero that's almost as good as them perhaps you you know you know what that means back to the list back back to the list jade 
Shall we just use I need to know? Oh, I, I do know. I don't know what it was. I, I, I just know. I just know. <laughs> no. Josh, um, do you want to use I just know? I think that would be quite a that might be quite a good one actually. Because yeah. if you think about it, I just know we'll have to put in the least amount of effort also yeah. for their crimes to solve their crimes because they just know. But they have a different kind of personality and approach. Like because they just know they're like and they're very heroic rather than putting in minimal effort, they're like, mm. I must put a stop to this because they're they're more of the hero persona. Mm. Well, the reason that they have to put in minimal effort isn't a sense of arrogance. It's just a sense of they just know. Like, yeah, they can predict what's going to happen, but they that just because they can predict it doesn't mean they can stop tamper it. with. Yes, yeah, stop it in any way. So they have to put in. I don't know. I guess they can predict like all the things that will lead up to like a tragic event. So they're like, mm. okay, well, if I stop all these little things, then mm. the big thing won't happen. I think with I just know as well, it might be a little bit of a, a one punch man situation where they're so powerful that they don't really get a lot of challenge and the effect on them psychologically, we can discuss that, but it's just like a very OP power that they have. Yeah, so maybe that's the reason that our actual leading hero doesn't need to exert that much effort in solving lots of tedious crimes because this one feels so obligated to solve all you know, all problems that they're hmm. whizzing around trying to help everyone. So our hero, Lord Windermere, is more the type that's like begrudgingly called in when there's yeah. just too much for I, uh, I just know to handle. And Lord Windermere comes in in a grump with a, a chip on their shoulder like, oh, oh, di- just stop with the diamond robbing already. Mm. Stop with the bank job already. So I think we should clarify it's not like that typical kind of hero pride, like those really arrogant heroes who are like, look at me solving this crime. Everyone bear when it's more of a like, oh, this is tedious kind of pride. Yeah. Like I'm more important. My time is more important than this. I could be at home playing the latest video games <laughs> because that's I've decided that's the thing they do now. They're quite a modern lord. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're rich. You're going to have like fucking surround sound cinema for your gaming experiences. So what is there? We've gotten sort of partly to their motivation for doing crime, solving crime, fighting crime. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is there anything else we can sort of jam into their backstory a little bit in order for them to really begrudging, let's really begrudgingly begrudge this hero up what if there's like a relationship with the person on the other end of the phone who's who's calling them to tell them about like x crime that they need to fix well if we're gonna need a number to work out who that is oh i wasn't thinking like a hero or a villain i was thinking we're gonna need a number to work out who that is Um, nine uh six seven eight nine 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 so the person who is calling lord windermere to give them the nudge into crime is uh-huh. called Final Nudge. What? 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 <laughs> what? This that's... is the, the, the list that keeps on giving. What? That's, oh, that's so on the nose. That's perfect. Jesus Christ. I, I guarantee you, listeners, if you look up the Grand National Horses of 2018, you will find Lord Windermere, I Just Know, and Final Nudge. Holy shit. That's... <laughs> okay. You know, I was really worried it wasn't going to be like... It was going to end up being like, oh, oh no, I see... Freely or something. <laughs> the one below it was Gasline Boy. 
<laughs> exactly. Gasline Boy obviously wouldn't have been very good to push Lord Windermere into doing this, but final no nudge. Final nudge. <laughs> no, 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 just final nudge. Uh huh. Maybe there can be like um like a character that's just a voice on the phone. Like yeah, you never like really Charlie's see Yeah, like Charlie's Angels type thing. Mm. Yeah, but like they have this deep, deep, intimate relationship. Yeah. Maybe? Well, yeah, Ooh. because our hero never ventures out much because, because their time is so precious. So they have few relationships of that course. they devote their time to. But this voice on the phone, they'll do begrudgingly. They will do things for them. What if Final Nudge as well? Um, gonna really, really be a little bit cheesy about this. What if they were in love with Final Nudge and um, in some sort of terrible accident, they did get reduced to just a voice in the internet, in the ether, in the digital uh, domain. And now, because they are just this like digital ghost kind of thing, they can sort of see what what I just know just knows and inform Lord Windermere about it. What if Final Nudge was a hero and Lord Windermere used to be the type of hero that did put in the maximum amount of effort, but when they lost Final Nudge, they didn't see the mm-hmm. point. And there you go. Because they used to they used to give up so much time for the community and you know they'd be like philanthropists and all that, they'd give everything to everyone because Final mm. Nudge was there telling them, you know, this is the right thing to do. But then Final Nudge dies that one time and it's like, well, I put in all that effort and I couldn't do anything for you. What what's the fucking point? What is ooh. the point? Oh, oh, oh. Could this also have the demise of Final Nudge have something to do with I just know? Ooh, I like, like what, that. what happened if they just didn't know? Yeah, I was going to say, what if I just know didn't know that they were going to die? Hmm. Ooh, then, then they, then you got yourself a Doctor Manhattan thing where it's like, oh shit, there's something that Doctor Manhattan doesn't know. Or there it, is something. Or it up. could be a kind of one of those, you know, the trolley problem. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. So it could like be one that. of those things. Like I just know knows that they have to basically choose between either saving the five people or saving the one person. Hmm. And that's why Lord Windermere doesn't trust I Just Know anymore. Mm. Because there was one time they didn't know. Well, they did. But they... They, they just they lied about it. There's one time that they were a dickhead. Yes. Um, so the reason that Lord Windermere does still occasionally help with heroics is because Final Nudge is like, if I was there, I would do it. Hmm. For Final Nudge is the, the moral compass for yeah. Windermere. Yeah. Superb. What you a know, superb I'm, little superhero we for got. Some, for some reason, I can't help but think, with you saying, like, internet and nudging, I'm kind of reminded of, like, MSN Messenger back in the day. Yeah, it, like, God. I used to be able to physically nudge the person to, like, respond. Bloom. That was the Okay, worst. yes, all right, hold on. And then someone find out how to do it beyond like the the five limit or however mm. it was so you could just spam people and, and, then... and it's, it's actually got me wondering now if like how old is lord windermere and also how modern are they actually going to be because can like... they please be a pegasus type because that's all i've been picturing is <laughs> an old man who has no, the youthful beauty old. of like a 20 year old is pegasus old well, he he's I don't know. He's in his Is he like an old anime character? So he's actually like thirty five, but because it's anime, that's you might as well be dead at that age. I, so I seem to remember yeah, hearing like he was... someone was quite excited at the prospect of like this thirty year old guy just starting up a card tournament, drinking wine, and reading comics. Yeah, yeah. So he's in his thirties, but that's old, I guess. 
Dini, all right. Oh, man. No, yeah, no one's turning 30 this year, right? <laughs> nope. Absolutely no one. Um, so, yeah, like, could they be quite a... Because it's also like, JG mentioned about, like, video games and stuff. And it's mm. kind of got me wondering about how, like, how modern, despite this one single phone, how mm. modern Lord Windermere is. Josh, Josh, do you want to set this uh, comic in the year 2004 where MSN was still <laughs> running riot? Yes. And then... Guess what? Final Nudge is uh, stuck in MSN. It's just a chat room. Yep. And so that, that phone that you so lovingly described is actually one of those really crappy retro plastic oh, yeah. copies that you get in a shitty gadget shop that's like, it's so retro, connected to MSN. <laughs> it's like a USB microphone that uses the voice chat with fucking Final Nudge. Yeah. Oh, Yes. Okay, now we've now we've got a setting. We've mm-hmm. accidentally settinged this uh, comic. Mm-hmm. The year so two thousand. We have we have the kind of general. This is the general world that we find ourselves in, but we need more of a plot. Mm. Um, they they drink wine. They read comics. Mm-hmm. They play video games, and mm-hmm. every now and again they solve crime. Yes, but we need like that. That's like what happens day to day, month to month, year to year. This is this is where like the story starts. Mm-hmm. I'll see. You Would wanna... you like a, a big narrative? Yes, if we if we have time. We have as much time as you want. We don't, but I like the same. <laughs> Sh- shall we maybe try good. and combine it and have? Would a villain help or would? Oh, that's a good good idea, actually. Yeah. It's a very good idea. Which you know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, give me number twenty-four. Uh, two, three. Um, 24. Um, I just want to say 23 was Bless the Wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, 25 was Carlingford Lau. Mm. I don't know what that is, but go I'm on. Glad, I'm glad I didn't go for that. 24 is Bywise. What? Bywise. Bywise. B-U-I-W-I-S-E. Bywise. <laughs> All right. Huh. So the villain is Bywise. Take it away, Josh. So... What, they're just very particular... Oh, so are they quite particular about the crimes that they commit? We got a lot of fussy, fussy characters in this comic. Yeah. Could it not be the type of character that's getting away with crimes because of spending money wisely? So, like, it's not... Like, everything seems legal, but mm. actually they're committing crimes and it's it's hard so for anyone to stop them and that's why Windermere is called in. So it's some like white collar shit. Yeah. Okay. Not okay. not your overt crime. Oh, so okay, yeah. So they would be like this this white collar criminal who's maybe like frauding something or yeah. um they are very good at hiding their tracks. Um And that's like, why I just know can't stop them because their thing is spotting bad small things being done in the lead up to a big bad thing. How mm-hmm. do you just like stomp in and be like, you can't buy this thing legally. <laughs> I will stop you. How, how <laughs> dare you buy stocks in this? Yeah. So, yeah, I just know contract buy-wise doing all of this. It's just borderline illegal stuff. Mm. And so, naturally, Final Nudge is like, I'm pretty sure this guy is being a dickhead and you need to, you need, you need to do it. I, I know there's something wrong. I know there's something wrong. It can be like Windermere. money laundering operations as well around the city. Yeah. And um, 
of course, uh, Windermere's hesitant. They're like, oh, well, it's, it's perfectly legal. Look, look and at the Also, that sounds like a lot of effort. Like, I just mm, bought yeah. this new game. It's like... <laughs> I am not a detective. However, I am a detective in this new Ace Attorney video game. Um, <laughs> and of course, of course, they eventually get um, hooked into it via Final Nudge and their gentle, gentle ways. Mm-hmm. But it's... How do they solve it? Exactly? I'd say it's more to do with actually exerting some use of their powers. So like physically damaging centers of activity so like i mentioned like there's money laundering operations well what better way of exposing something like that than just blowing all the secretive paperwork out the fucking door (laughs) (laughs) blowing it out the door into the wind for it to be blown to the next county yeah by wise why do you have 10 different passports (laughs) by wise why are these files labeled for criminals eyes only (laughs) well you know it's not just that as well though like What's the limits of our hero's powers? We we never really covered that because okay. they don't go all out ever. So um, well, before that, I just want to sort of take this idea, um, this this bywise criminal thing. Mm. So bywise, I'd say they get pretty easily ousted by uh, Windermere. Um, it's fairly well, yeah, simple. Yeah, everything is minimal effort for Windermere. Yeah, but I think that has to lead on to like the second stage of. Bywise, okay. Where instead of um, instead of becoming more of a or sticking to their white collar roots, maybe they become a little bit more violent and a little bit more outwardly uh, outwardly aggressive yeah. uh, on the criminal front. Which, um, well, for a start, you have that ex- escalation, and now you have like this violent dude that uh, Windermere also has to exert a little bit more. Oh, uh, final nudge would be really angry because it's like. See what happens when you put in the minimal effort to solve a problem? Yes. It gets worse. Exactly. Uh, it can't just be they they kick out the white-collar criminal because that wouldn't make a very good comic. No. But we have to have like the cool like riots on the street because of bywise. We have to have like the, the alleyway fights, the the looting, the just the, the real lashing out from them. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. So in that case, we still need to cover what the full extent of Lord Windermere's powers are. So Windermere's taken off the, the restraints, taken off the weighted armor, mm-hmm. and they're going all out. Yeah. So they control pressure, right? They control mm. air pressure, yes. Uh, which is actually a pretty a pretty cool superpower. Mm. Um, well, air pressure has a lot to do with um, like your head. So if you increase the pressure, you can uh, create a massive amount of discomfort in people's ears and... Mm. Um, that general area, um, I think, I think it has enough. You can give someone the bends. I was just thinking that, <laughs> yeah, like that's extremely unpleasant and yeah, dangerous. It's, it's pretty crap, and of course, extending it to atmospheric pressure, you can do things like um, increasing and decreasing temperature. I am not a meteorologist; <laughs> none of us are. Um, but like, could you say like cause a storm or something? Like, on a massive scale, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, so, like, that would be, like, end of the spectrum of their powers. Yeah, they f- they find out the person who got Final Nudge and they end up, like, going f- full lightning eyes, Thor ass. Oh, fucking, of course, Jesus. Um, So, Bywise was partly responsible for the trolley incident. Mm, Shh, go you, on. You want to link that in? 
I think so. Josh? Yeah, I'm good with that. Like, I need to know maybe the one that's being blamed because they had to choose whether to save Final Nudge or members of the community, right? Mm -hmm. But they didn't cause the situation that put those people in harm. Who did? Mm. I think we're going to have to have a little um, deadly viper assassination squad kind of dealy where Uh. there's multiple people that had to do with that job. Yeah, I think so. And Lord Windermere has to exert some fucking effort you can go back to it over and over again in the comic and like do a last jedi see it from different perspectives there you go because i love that that was such a good way of dealing with a moment like that like seeing the person that blamed the how can i put it like windermere blames i need to know uh, not i need to know i I just know know. (laughs) windermere blames ijk (laughs) for not saving Final Nudge. Final mm-hmm. Nudge blames Windermere for not putting in more effort as a hero in general before and after the incident mm-hmm. and just not, not being a responsible hero all around. Yeah. I just know feels guilty and blames themselves, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're throwing themselves into solving as much crime as possible. Ooh. And mm. then we have... Bywise, who was maybe just starting out when that incident happened. Maybe they were one of the goons at the time. Ah, and then yes. over the, the the time it took between that incident and... They, they ascended. Like, they got yes. really praised for that incident. They're like, yeah, you took out some... Because maybe mm. the members of the community that were taken... Uh, that were going to be taken out were, like, part of a scheme. But then mm. Bywise's boss at the time is like, no, no, you did good, kid. You took out Final Nudge. You, here's your badge. Here's your, your stripes. Go well, do you wouldn't have anything official like that. <laughs> well, you, you got to have some sort of organization in I your guess. crime organization. <laughs> um, any, any last ideas before we put this to bed? Um, well, what happens between Windmere and Final... Uh, not Final Nudge. Um, Bywise. If things escalate after they take out, say, some of their money laundering operations... And Bywise gets more violent. How does this escalate? We need we need to bring a conclusion to Windermere's story. They can't just stay a hermit forever. I think I have an idea. Go on. Um, it's a little tragic, but I think it would be good. Okay. So, um, this in the second stage of the the Bywise tracking and fighting, they end up having a a fight in the street in in a big nice area where we can set it up real nice and there can be mm-hmm. um like a public park or something yes yes some somewhere in the in this city that we'd never really mentioned before until now that don't need to so, um but they have this massive fight and windermere is going all out they're putting in the maximum amount of effort to take out this uh dang criminal and in the process they're just they're causing a lot of collateral damage a lot of property destruction they are like blowing blowing in windows, destroying some some of the smaller buildings. It's a fucking mess, but they get bywise. Uh unfortunately, public don't like all their shit being destroyed and bywise now has to uh leave and well being being uh oh no, sorry, Windermere has to leave. And because because Windermere's a, a lord and quite well known in the community, people are sort of picketing uh picketing their house and 
asking for justice against them because they didn't have to go all out. They've seen them before take out people way more genteel and way more uh, professionally. Hmm. Yeah, what they thought was minimal effort was actually... I mean, sorry, what they thought was being like efficient and professional was actually just... just minimal effort. Yeah. But now they, they want their head on a pike. That means Windermere has to leave their life of comfort and live on the lamb. Hmm. Shebang. It's not that I don't like it. It just, like, it does sound good. It just seems quite simple. Think of monster. Ah. Uh, hmm. That's how you get her, <laughs> Josh. That's how you get her. Mm, yeah, that, no, that's a good point. Um, and I guess we would leave Windermere as a hero that's actually trying to do heroic things. Yes. And not with minimal effort, but more they're doing things for the right reason, putting in the maximum effort, but doing it in a way that's hidden so that they don't get praised for it because they don't deserve praise, I guess. Something like that. Yeah, and because it's what Final Nudge would want. Well, it could be like yeah. a simple thing, like maybe the end is someone about to get mugged. Um, like a piece of like air pressure just pushes the gun out of their hands, mm. yeah. which causes the like victim to pick up the gun and kind of get there. Not obviously not going to shoot them, but like reverse the the situation. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. oh look, at the, a, a lucky breeze popped by or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that sounds good. Shall mm. we cap it off there? Okay. So wait, did Bywise? die in this situation bywise got arrested I think. okay um, but but maybe gravely injured or something yeah real fucked up yeah well maybe um so much pressure was put on their mind that they couldn't really connect their um thoughts anymore or something i don't know i like that that's cool hmm. it, it needs to be something so extreme that the public would be like what the fuck why'd you go that far that you didn't need to do that well let's go well, for the bends. Could... let's just let's just give yeah, yeah. give bywise the bends okay so <laughs> Windermere, you gave a dude the fucking bends. And like <laughs> you you can have multiple layers to this final fight as well that we haven't mentioned, like um IJK just being like, Yeah, I knew this was gonna happen and people maybe have a go at them about that. Like, why mm. didn't you prevent this? You've you've solved mm. everything else. It's like, no, they, they needed to do this. Oh and I couldn't interfere again. Mm. Thank you all so much for listening to us create very lazy superheroes. Um if you want to help us out... Then you can leave us a review on iTunes or your preferred podcasting platform. Um, I always say specifically iTunes because we actually know how that properly works. Whichever username you leave, we will churn through a hero generator and an entire episode will be attributed to you. Do you want to be a lazy superhero? Because we can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> we are also on Twitter, of course, always, at BBR underscore podcast. Follow us on there and you can get latest episode updates. We will post images of all of our comic recommendations, which you can see with eyes instead of with just ears. You know, we, we're quite good at talking, but there's just something you can't capture in a description, you know? And Jade would, will be doing a floating heads poster of <laughs> our latest superhero. How much effort are you going to put into it? Minimal? Oh, minimal. Minimal, definitely minimal. <laughs> In the true spirit of our hero. Yes. <laughs> um, also, I have some more news. Jade and myself will be going on the road uh, with not just her comics, but also a little bit of BBRP stuff as well. We will be attending the Toronto Comics Art Festival the weekend of May 12th and the 13th 
uh, if we got any international fans, any in the Americas, come and hang out with us there. We're going to have uh, a big old blast. We're going to talk about how different uh, England is compared to Canada, and that will be the sum total of our conversations. <laughs> well, we'll talk about BBRP as well, if you ask us. Oh, nicely. yeah, yeah. On, and we'll talk about our podcast and uh, what what we've been enjoying, and you can give us ideas for superheroes as well. Current superheroes, not like future ones. We're, we're not petty thieves or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But you should definitely come along and check out Jade's uh, comics as well, because they're pretty Dean. damn good. <laughs> I'm just saying. Also, we'll be uh, on the road in London as well. We'll be at uh, MCM Comic Con on the 25th to the 27th of May. So give us a little visit there. Uh, again, Jay will be there with her comics. I'll be there with BBRP stuff. And we'll both be talking about our, our beautiful podcast, our beautiful superhero. Yeah, the comics are an afterthought. Like The main <laughs> reason that we're going is to talk about the podcast for sure. Uh, the main reason I'm going is to pick up lots and lots of uh, anime <laughs> merchandise and mm-hmm. figures with good butts and stuff. That's the okay. only reason I'm going. And also podcast, BBRP. So if you're in Toronto, 12th and 13th, London, uh, 25th to the 27th, come check us out. Come say hello. And in the meantime, you, 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 you have been bitten by a radioactive podcast. I'm Dean... I'll do it later, McKnight. I'm Jade. You stole my joke and I'm too lazy to think of another one. Sarsen. And third time's the charm, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I forgot to think of one. I'll get one for next week. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, uh, laters. Bye. Bye. Mm. Mm.